of Robinson Rolfs having a natter and um, with me as always albeit reluctantly is David Silito. Hello. And <laughs> Imogen I'd rather be anywhere else but here Templeman. Hello. <laughs> so um, this week we thought we'd talk to you about a case that is going to that is probably going to have very um, uh, minor relevance to most of you, but to some of you, it could be really selling it. <laughs> relevant. I, I know, I know, but it is an important case because it came out in the um, uh, the immigration uh, tribunal, and I haven't seen it reported in the employment um, press, as it as it were, as in uh, the usual sources we go to. Um, but I don't know if you two have, if you two had, but it's a case of Agbab Iaka, and it's about giving evidence from abroad. So I don't think you two had seen it anywhere else, had you? Anyway, so this case, Agbab Iaka. So this was. Um, so I'll, ju I'll just give you the kind of the outline. So apparently, apparently, there is an understanding among nation states that one state should not seek to exercise the powers of its courts within the territory of another without having the permission of that state to do so. Any breach of that understanding, the court said in this case, by a court of tribunal in the UK risks damaging this country's relationships with other states with which it has diplomatic relations and is thus country to, contrary to the public interest. Quite how having witnesses give evidence in a tribunal is going to damage diplomatic relations utterly beyond me, but, um, but, but there we are. So anyway, um, the position of the Secretary of State for Foreign, Commonwealth and Development Affairs. Uh, you'd think there's better things to do than this, but anyway, is that it is accordingly necessary for there to be permission from such a foreign state, whether on an individual or general basis, before oral evidence can be taken from that state by a court or tribunal within the UK. Such, position, such permission is not considered necessary in the case of written evidence or oral submissions, but if you've got a witness who's giving evidence from abroad, you need to go through this bizarre process. So the party to the proceedings, the rep or the individual who's representing themselves, who wants to have oral evidence from abroad, has to make inquiries with the taking of evidence unit uh, of the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office. You've got to email and, and say, oh, here's briefly, we've got, we'll have this tribunal, we've got these witnesses from these countries giving evidence, is that all right? And then they come back to you and say, yeah, they're on the list. So, so um, the judge in a case I did recently said, oh, Ireland and Portugal, they know we're on the list. Don't take from this podcast to being right, but that's what the judge said. Um, so you should get a pretty quick turnaround. But it was some other countries that haven't been asked before. And this case has only came in at the tail end of last year. So it's relatively new. The list might not have been built up yet. There might be a bit of a delay um, in getting permission, which is why we've done this. So if you've got a case coming up, um, you might want to get cracking. So then what happens is you get that email, then you've got to let the tribunal see the email uh, or the see the evidence, and then they'll say, oh, that's fine, they can give it, but they won't let you, the tribunal won't let you call this evidence if you don't have this confirmation that there's no objection from the from the foreign state. And then the case goes on to say that the tribu tribunal's duty to seek to give effect to the overriding objective may require it, in particular, to consider alternatives to the giving of oral evidence where there are delays in the, in the FCDO obtaining an answer from the foreign state. Each case will need to be considered on its merits. So if you if you get into this maybe next year and get caught the day before the hearing, having not called your witnesses, 
um, and apply for postponement. I suppose the argument, the, the risk is it might not be granted because the argument from the other side would be is you should have, you should have known. So um, if you are calling witnesses from a from another country, because it's obviously cheaper for them to give it via video than it is to fly across, then remember this case, Agbabiaka. And the email address, do you have it yet, Imogen? Yeah, it's toe.inquiries at fcdo.gov.uk. All right, that's that's good. I think that's, I mean, that's pretty much, that's the case. But I I don't know about you two, but that just seems to me to be bureaucracy for the sake of bureaucracy. I was very surprised to find out about the case because my view is what business is it of the government of, for example, Portugal? Yeah. One of its citizens or one of our citizens happens to be sat in a, an apartment in Portugal um, online giving evidence to the tribunal in, in the UK. But it's going to be um, more and more common nowadays. I mean, it's always been the case that sometimes witnesses have been based abroad pre-pandemic, whilst I think it was always possible for witnesses to give um, evidence virtually. It just wasn't the done thing, was it? People no. would fly in from around the world. Um, you know, just to, to give evidence in a, in a tribunal for a, for a day. You know, I've seen parties flying from, from the US um, for that. I've heard about parties flying in from, from Australia um, for it. Now, of course, well, people give evidence virtually from the UK. So absolutely no eyelids will be batted, um, if that's the right phrase, um, by any judges uh, if you request permission to... To, to have a witness give evidence virtually from a foreign country. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly this is something to be to be aware of. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it could be, it, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's both surprising and interesting. And um, I mean, it may well be that it's in some, um, it's been reported somewhere, but I, you know, generally I think the three of us keep on top of the new cases and I've not heard of it. And it's not even something that you read as a case and think, oh, I get that, it makes sense. Yeah. Just, it seems utter nonsense, but um, but there you go. That's the case. Is there anything you two want to say about the case, or I think that it it definitely was considered in the tail end of last year because of obviously the circumstances of the pandemic, um, yeah. and it reconsidered the case from 2011, didn't it, and rewrote sort of the guidance on on these circumstances. So I think perhaps the amount of influence the pandemic has had on that is actually quite high. Yeah, is that the Nair case? The Nair yeah. guidance. American. Okay, good stuff. Any closing, any closing bands so we can fill our contractual obligations with our listener? I think we've very well and truly ticked the podcast bants box. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I did think that our conversation earlier about our excellent scuba diving exploits was podcast gold that was wasted on just normal conversation. <laughs> but, uh, maybe we can thrill the listeners on a future episode. What we should be doing, actually, is whenever we're having this great comedy, have a like a, a bounce book, and we just write down the comedy gold, and then we can just throw it into a podcast as if it's wit, but really it's a, yeah. it's a it's a massively rehearsed, scripted piece of comedy gold. I have a, a, a little book of witty one-liners that I carry with me that I, I if somebody says something, I would... Just, now have a quick flick through it, rifle through it, get them to wait there. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> let's check. Um, and then I'll find the best witty one-liner. Yeah. And then I'll use it, and uh, invariably they'll laugh, and then walk walk away because they're laughing so hard. They're probably <laughs> they'll walk away probably satisfied with the encounter, Dave, and they'll think, yeah, they'll think, they'll think, 
there goes David Silla. So I must remember to thank him. <laughs> so on that bombshell, um, thank you both for um, uh, joining me. Thank you both for agreeing with me uh, about the case. That's, that's, that's all I ever wanted, which is 100% compliance. And um, we shall see, or not see, obviously, but we shall, you'll hear us um, at the next one. Bye. 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 Bye.